You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, from last week we have been looking at, you know, shoring up our faith. Because as you are aware, the times that we live in is a very trying season for the whole world and for the church in particular. And in moments like this, what should make the difference for the believer is his faith. So the Bible says the just shall live by his faith. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So this morning, I want us to, you know, look at a passage of scripture and I do a bit of a background. Let's read the text, do the background and come back to the text. Come with me to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, I'm going to cut off some parts. We'll read from verse 24 and we'll stop at verse 34. Let's read together. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him. And thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years. And had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better. But rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus. She came behind him in the crowd. And touched his garment. For she said. If only I may touch his clothes. I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Verse 30, And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this. In other words, he ignored the disciples. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. May that be a word to somebody this morning in the name of Jesus. Go in peace, daughter of Zion. Go in peace, son of the Most High. Your faith has made you whole. Be healed of whatever affliction, financial, marital, whatever it is. We receive healing in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Okay, that is our text. Now, the background is this. At the very foundation, at the very core of the Christian faith, lies the belief or the acceptance that God, I, I thank God for the songs we sang this morning, all of them. That God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, is omnipotent. Praise the Lord. The Christian must believe, must accept that the God we serve, the God who created the heavens and earth is what? Is omnipotent. Simply said, he has all power. Praise the Lord. And at any time... Anything tries to question that belief or that foundation, you need to confront it and reaffirm to yourself that God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, 
has all power. Why is that so important? It's so important because the Bible emphasizes it. It says, Genesis 1, it says, in the beginning, God did what? God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Anything good, anything you see that is seaworthy, that is meaningful, who done it? God created it all. Praise the Lord. God is the almighty. The sun is rising. God created it. The other day, I think I was trying to kill a a mosquito. Do you have mosquitoes in your house? Okay. I was trying to kill a mosquito. And I asked my wife, how do these mosquitoes, who taught them to dodge me? You know, praise God. I don't know. Do you ask yourself a question? And as I think as I'm getting older, they're becoming more difficult to kill. Before, I used to be able to kill them. Now, I'll be looking then. I trap. When I'm about to, they'll disappear. Does it happen to you? So, I, I, I asked, who gave them the sense? Who programmed dodging Ikena to them? God did it for them. My wife said it's God that did it for them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, God is almighty. Power. Belongs to God. Praise the Lord. Now, this is something you must put at the foundation and never allow anything to question it. Praise the Lord. Psalm 62, 11 says, Once hast thou spoken, twice what have I heard that power belongs to God. Okay? And Jeremiah thirty two twenty seven, he says, I'm the God of all flesh. Is there anything what? Too hard for me. He's establishing it. Power belongs to God. However... However, there comes, you know, something with it that the Christian must also accept. Because the people of the world, you hear some people say nature is powerful or nature is this, all of that. We, the Christian, we take it a step further. And we understand that because of Genesis 1, 26, 27, and 28, there is a bit of, unquote, limitation to this power in some sense. Follow me. When he said, let us make man in our image, and let this man have what? Dominion. How many parties are involved in this world now? There is God and there is what? Man. That begins to set some kind of limit because the Bible makes it clear to us in Amos 3 verse 3, can two walk together unless they be agreed? Is it possible? Can both of us go to the same direction if we don't agree? We must agree this is where we're going. So that very provision, let us make man and let the man have dominion over this earth, has set some form of limitation. See, God can do everything, but God has said he will do it with you. Praise the Lord. Now, it means then that God is somehow limited to the extent to which he can get my agreement. Are you with me this morning? God is limited to the extent to which he can get your agreement. And that is where the Christian differs from the rest of the world. We are now the people who have come to agree with him. And then the first stage of it is that we are given the power or the right to be what? Called the children of God. As many as received him, to them that believe on the Lord, he gave them what? He gave them that power. That power is, okay, you agree with me now. You are my son. This is a wonderful birth. The biological birth comes from some biological action. But the spiritual birth comes from agreeing with God. And when we have that agreement, we come into the place where we and God are one. And then the scriptures that begin to say things like this. For with God, nothing shall be what? Impossible. Now, 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 okay, I'm I'm moving too fast. Let, Let me explain this. 
In Mark 6, 5, so I defend what I said. In Mark 6, 5, the Bible speaking of our Lord Jesus Christ said something there. It said he could do no mighty work. Who could do no mighty work? Jesus, the almighty, the omnipotent could do no mighty. Why? It said because, if you read the rest of the story, it said because of their unbelief, they did not agree. He came as son of God. But they said, you are the son of a carpenter. Praise the Lord. So, he wanted to do miracles for them. They wanted him to do stools for them. He said he came from above. They said you came from number seven. They knew his street. And because of that, he couldn't, they could not agree. So, he could do no mighty works. Praise the Lord. But now, look at what begins to happen for the Christians. That's why I said for us... This understanding shifts us a bit. What begins to happen is that at the foundation, early stages of Christianity, God set for us the pattern. And that is why we will not, you know, go into the error of our brothers and sisters who are Catholics who begin to worship Mary and say Mary is the mother of God. Mary is not the mother of God. But Mary is one of the firm examples that is set for us on how to be a Christian or what it means to be a Christian. So in Luke 1, come with me to Luke 1 again. And in Luke 1, two verses there, verse 37 and verse 38. After the angel had spoken to Mary and had some conversations with them, the angel said in verse 37, he said, for with God, what? Nothing will be impossible. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Note that statement. It says, for with God, it is different from saying for God, nothing is impossible. Praise the Lord. Because already for God, nothing is what? Impossible. If man were not involved, look at the things God does without man. There is no shaking with them. The sun rising, all of them. Everything is standard. But once man gets involved, look at our country, Nigeria. Do you know Nigeria has no business? In fact, do you know the poorest nations actually in our world should be the wealthiest nation? I was reading some write-up of Mali. How many of us did history? How many of us know Mansa Musa? Mansa Musa, the wealthy king? You know, they said these people were people who were sailing. They, they were the first to actually discover America. One of their kings sailed with 200 ships to America. I mean, that's how wealthy they were. Mali is the third largest gold producer, I think, in Africa in the world. That is a very rich country. But man is involved. Where man is involved, they can mess up anything. And that's why Nigeria is where it is. We have gold, we have oil, we have land, we have everything. But once you involve man, and that man is bad, he spoils everything. You understand what I'm saying? So, but we see in this account here, the angel said, for with God. Why? Because God has said to Mary, you're going to have a child and you will not need a man. So it was a problem. How can, you know, without man, a woman have a child? Then the angel said, when this woman who does not have a man has God, what the man cannot do for the woman, God will do what? Bring it out of that woman. So he says, for with God, it means then, let me break it down. It means that no matter the situation that I am in or you are in or we are in, if we add God to it or if God is able to get our cooperation, what will happen? Nothing will be what? impossible praise the lord somebody so verse 38 mary understanding this foundation that we are learning today mary understanding this foundation now went on and said let's read what mary said then mary said behold i'd like you to use your name 
Behold, he came now, Angus Okeke. Now, some of you should laugh. That's my name. Angus is a funny name, right? Hallelujah. If I don't tell you, when you're sending a lot to me, you will see the name still. You know, these days, people can lie. What's your name? Iki. What's your name? Aki. What's your name? JY. When you get to see their name in a lie, say, Jakokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokokok
Now, when you go home, read to the end of that verse and ask yourself, how many of this great multitude did following Jesus that day benefit? But the Bible says to us in the next verse, it says, a certain woman was amongst that great multitude. I pray that today you'll be a certain churchgoer. You'll be a certain Christian who will not just be amongst the number. You know, the world we live in is captivated by numbers. How many followers? How many likes? How many views? How many of that? Listen to me. You see, as important as it is to us, you know, human beings, God does not need to count number. Praise the Lord. Remember, you see, these are principles that we read in the Bible and we bypass them without knowing. When Goliath stood before the armies of Israel, how many people did he say he needed to prove who would be champion? How many people did he ask for? The whole armies, they didn't tell us the number of army, the number of soldiers in the army of the Philistines. Neither did they tell us the number of soldiers in the armies of the children of Israel. He said, I have come as one. You bring out one. Listen to me. All that we need is one. If I can get you seated here to stand up for Jesus in this nation at the right hour, at the right time, this church will be the biggest church. You see, what, what sense does it make? I, I read the papers. I, I'm sure you read the papers. And the church is making noise now about Kama. You know, Kama Act. How many of us are aware of the Kama Act? Come here and allied matters, you know, and that's whatever act. Now, how can a church that boasts of millions of members, lawyers, civil service people, politicians, where were you when the whole thing passed through? And then when it's signed, and then it's on the news, you start commenting. We should cover our heads. It means we don't have anybody. As simple as that. We don't, I mean, you can't number. We have this, we have the biggest, I mean, auditorium. We have the largest attendance. So out of all those who attend those meetings, none of them could see that act before it was signed. None of them could see the provision. Our pastor, who is a lawyer, who is a prof, who is a son, he didn't see it. And then now we are shouting. We behave like small children. And then when you ask us, we say we are counting. We should stop counting numbers. Goliath said, give me one. And that's what the enemies of the church in Nigeria are saying. Give me one Christian. I pray you will be one in the name of Jesus. Where is the one Christian? And you'll be amazed where God has planted believers in this nation. But all of them, when they're away, they're found as nothing. And then we're still counting number. How many people came to church? Many years ago, listen, I was there before. I used to count, but I've told you several times. I don't know how many people come. I don't know. I don't bother. My prayer is that somebody, one person will be a witness. In the name of Jesus. That's what he said. Give me a champion. One from your team. If he defeats me, the whole of the Philistines will serve you. And interestingly, I mean, that story is so interesting. Nobody in there, I mean, that means they had zero. It was somebody that was sent to bring bread and cheese. That came and filled in the blank space. So don't be discouraged when you're doing something and you're not seeing numbers. Or either way, don't be carried away when you're seeing numbers. It's the impact. You sing a song, you don't bother about the number. A suicide person is somebody who is suicidal could change because of that song. What does it make if your song reaches five million and does not transform anybody? Are you getting what I'm saying? A man said he finished preaching and later in the day they called him that somebody who was in church committed suicide. He said he went to God and said, why have I been wasting my time? 
Why have I been wasting my time? May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. So, so it is not the multitude. It is the certain woman. It said a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years. So this woman was in that multitude. Jairus was there. So we see some people there who had an agenda, who were there for something. And we want to learn from this particular woman this morning. And the Bible said the problem this woman had had been on for 12 years. And the Bible calls it an issue of blood. I'd like us to please open to Leviticus 15 verse 19. When you go home, you can read further down. I want us to appreciate her problem because this morning, we're not just dealing with a health issue. When a woman had, you know, was in her monthly period in the Old Testament, she was not just having her monthly period. She was sent out. She was, you know, uh, uh, like a pariah. She, she would stay where she would be until it's all over. Why? Because if anybody comes close to her, the person will become defiled. If she touches anybody, the person, she will defile the person. So she'll be there. She won't cook. She won't do anything. She won't touch anything until the period when it is over. Now, it means for this woman, for 12 years, she was what? In that situation. Nobody could come near her and she could come near nobody. It meant that business was gone. It meant that marriage was gone. So whatever issue you have come to church with, I believe this woman touches it. And it was not for two days. It was for 12 years. That's enough for somebody that was born to mature enough to be able to go to the temple. Are you getting what I'm saying? At 12 years was when they started taking them to the temple. So this was a mature problem. How many understand what I'm saying? It was a mature problem. In Igbo, they call it onyawadian. That is the type of sickness that has, you know, moved in and settled. That's what it was. 12 years, that's where she was. So you're listening, you're watching, and you're here, and this thing is 12 years, and it has affected every area like we see. And the next verse, 26, tells us, in this 12 years, this was her experience. Because if the 12 years of this sickness have been 12 years of gradual improvement, then we can also, some of us might say, Pastor, this woman's case does not cover my case. But what we see in this woman's case was 12 years of deterioration. It was 12 years and getting worse. The first part they told us was that she had suffered many things. So the sickness was different and then she had suffered many things because of the sickness. And why did she suffer many things? They said that she spent all her money on physicians. It meant people who come, she had gone to India, she had gone to Dubai, she had gone to the United States, she had gone to traditional medicine, she had tried the acupuncture, you know, she had tried the, um, uh, what are the different types they do? She had tried all of them. Her only experience with each and every one of them was that they made her worse. They made her worse. None of those things had helped at all. And the Bible said she was now in a place where nothing good was happening. She was not in any way better. She just grew worse. But verse 27 begins to say something to us. It says when, when talks about time. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Somebody today is the day of salvation. Yesterday is gone. Somebody said today is what? A new day. Some people are looking at me as if it's me. I'm not talking about, they didn't say when she came to the Father's church. They say when she heard about who? About Jesus. Have you heard about Jesus before? Well, if you have heard, hear about him again 
today when she heard about Jesus. I want us to see what did she hear about Jesus. Mark 3.10. Let's see what they told us before this Mark chapter 5. Mark 3.10. Mark 3.10 says to us. Says for he healed many. So that as many as had afflictions pressed about him to touch him. And the unclean spirits whenever they saw him fell down before him. And cried out saying you are the son of God. So this woman heard that there is a a healer in town who healed everyone that came around him. Praise the Lord. Now she settled that in her mind. At this point, her experience did not hinder her. She didn't say, who is this new one again? I don't want to go and waste my time. Thank God the Bible says, look or ho, everyone who thirsts. He said, come and buy water without money. Come and drink without money. Come and eat and be satisfied. Thank God this healer did not have a reputation that you needed to go with a seed to meet him. Do you know why? If that story was attached to this Jesus, what do you think that woman would have done? I don't think she would have gone. At that point, her experience would have hindered her. Because all the other persons she had met, she had met them with her little substance, with whatever she had remained. And the Bible even told us now that she had none. So if there was any form of request to meet Jesus, and that is the beauty of the gospel. The gospel is free for all. Praise the Lord. Christ has paid it all. And this is what makes it very dangerous for anybody to live this life and die without agreeing or surrendering his life to Jesus. How can you reject so great a salvation? You are a sinner. You are dead in your sin. You are rebellious against God. God that you are rebelling against sends his son to die for you, sheds his blood, and then sends preachers to be preaching. You know, when we think Jesus died for us, we can imagine the descent. We've looked at that in church several times. But recently, what the Spirit of God makes me meditate on is this. Jesus came 33 years approximately. He lived and died for us. Do you know that ever since then, the Holy Spirit has been moving on the earth so what we have with us as God with us now is the Holy Spirit. And do you know what he's doing? He's trying to woo you. He's trying to woo me. He's trying to say to people, Jesus died for you. Accept him now. Accept him. He's going everywhere. As the preacher is preaching, the Holy Spirit is whispering to people. Those who are clicking online by mistake. Those who are, you know, he's trying to tell them, this thing is good for you. This is necessary. You must be born again. That's what he's doing. Now, all of this, what do you bring on your path? Nothing. 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 The Bible says, freely we have received. And what? Freely we shall. That's why we have to present the true gospel. Freely. 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 So this woman must have heard. And they told her, this new healer demands no, nothing. You don't have to bring anything. No money. Nothing. All you need is what? To contact him. So, this must have, you know, interested her. And she was worse. Remember when she began, she was better. She was worse. So, she was weaker. She was weaker. She was everything. But the news she heard about Jesus so strengthened her. The Bible says the spirit of a man, you know, will sustain him 
in his illness. So this woman, something happened in her spirit that strengthened her beyond her physical situation. And that is one lesson we must pick from this woman. Some of us, it's our marriages. I mean, bless God, today is our 26th wedding anniversary. Let's appreciate the Lord. And, and God, God has just been so good. Praise the Lord. Now, for somebody, it may be your 25th or 26th or whatever, and it's not been so good. I want your spirit to be strengthened. You see, your spirit is the bona fide leader of your life. But if you allow it to be weak, your soul will lead it. If you allow it to be weak, your body will lead it. But if you allow your spirit to be quickened, it will lead you right. In the name of Jesus. So this woman's spirit was quickened. And beyond the experience of her body, we could see that a transformation began. She heard. The Bible says faith comes by what? Hearing. Hearing by what? The word of God. Faith arose in this woman. And she despised her circumstances. She despised her experiences. Some believers, they are too entrenched in their experiences that... God has a difficult work to do. Pastor, you don't, not even pastor, you don't understand. God, you don't understand. Where I come from, nobody has become this. Where I come from, this hasn't happened. You don't know me. I am so this, I'm so that. Let me tell you something. You think you know yourself. When did you know yourself? If you're 47 years, probably you've known yourself for 40 years or 45. Let's take it that you became aware of yourself at two years or three years. But God knew you before you were 40. God has known you at least, I'm sure, for 50 years. Before you were formed in your mother's womb. He drew your design with the architects. He looked. He said, let his head be like Pastor Lozon. Let's give him, let's give him that type of uh, South African head. We need some. Doesn't he remind you of South Africa? He's an international Nigerian. Praise the Lord. You see, so if you're 50, know that God has known you. The best you can know yourself is 50, your age, Abby. God has known you before. So do you think you can know your experience more than God knows you? I want you to tell that voice, shut up. I will believe God. You understand what I'm saying? Some people say, you don't know my husband. God knows your husband. God didn't say, with God all things are possible except to change that man. That man, eh? Oh, with God, all things are possible except to change that woman. And that's why I have confidence for Nigeria. You know, some people have given up on Nigeria. He didn't say with God, all things are possible except for that country. He didn't say that. He said with God, what? Including Nigeria. I'm expectant to. Every day I wake up, I'm expectant. I'm telling you the truth. I'm expectant. He's a miracle working God. And God will do a miracle in our country. In the name of Jesus. Is he say God will undo all things except for your finances? Who do you know? Some people, they wake up, they hear a message of faith. And then immediately they scroll through their phone. Who can I call now? Who is my destiny helper? That's why I don't teach destiny helper. I don't teach destiny. God is the one who controls our destinies. Who was David's destiny helper? Saul was his destiny killer. Yeah, David triumphed. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, it's okay if you have, you know, somebody on your phone that will help you. But I'm saying that the psalmist said, I will look beyond the hills. From where comes my help? My help comes from what? God, who made the heavens and the earth. Sometimes you can't see anybody. And those whom you have seen would have failed you time and time. Over. In fact, those whom you can see are saying you will not make it. But when you remember that your faith is not to be in man, 
is to be in God. Then you can strengthen yourself. Praise the Lord. Sometimes you can look around you and say, my friends are encouraging me. That's beautiful. The people I have with me on my side, that's beautiful. But remember that David, the people that were on his side now say, let's kill him. The man is bad luck. They didn't say bad luck. I think they said bad omen. They were more spiritual. There's something about this man. Those who follow him, they don't only suffer. They are, see him now. God anointed him. He's in the wilderness. Lion tried to kill him. Bear tried to kill him. Goliath tried. He, he will surely die. We're not. Let's just kill him and go. The people wanted to stone him. But yet David did not say, I'm finished. Because my people want to stone me. What did he say? The Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. What am I trying to say to us? It doesn't matter your situation. God is for you. Praise the Lord. God is for you. Listen to me. You know, uh, one of the things also recently, I was reminded that you see, nobody will see a picture. You see a picture of yourself and you see it on the floor. Even though people have stepped on it, will you step on it? What will you do? You pick it up and dust it. Why? It reminds you of yourself. Do you know you're made in the image of God? You're created in his image and his likeness. So it doesn't matter whether people step on you or spit on you. Whenever God looks at you, he sees his image. And as long as he can see that image, he wants to make it better. He wants to make it better. Yes. He wants to make it better. The devil is a liar. Don't join the devil to, you are created in his image. Anyway, praise God. So, so this woman, this woman said, this is, let, let me try this. Let me try this. And the Bible said she went to Jesus, okay, she heard about Jesus, and she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, okay? For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. And the Bible says 29, the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body. So let's break this down, you know. When she heard about Jesus, recently we've been hearing, last Wednesday we saw to it that the parable of the seed and the sower. Jesus said there are three things that must happen. You hear the word. And what do you do? You accept it. And when you accept it, what's the next thing you must do? He said you bear fruit. That bearing fruit is not a day's job. This woman heard about Jesus. And then the next line says, she came. She took a step. The Bible says, be not hearers only, deceiving yourself. But what? Be doers of the work. Be doers. There is a doing when you hear. There is a doing when you hear. Praise the Lord. There is a doing. Somebody concerning your marriage, I beg you, there is a doing. There is a doing. If you don't change, your husband can change. Every object, I need, please, Pastor Nat, every object remains its normal, Newton's law of motion, remains its, in its normal state of what? Motion. Unless something extra. So your husband will continue to be the way he is until you do what? Create an interruption. Your wife will continue to be the way she is until you create an interruption. Are you getting it? It's very simple. It's very simple. Every object will remain its normal cost speed. So that man will continue to be that. But as you're hearing that there's hope in that marriage, then let that hope kindle you. Become the change. And then all of a sudden you can see that man. You can see something changing in him. Or you can see something changing in her. Or you can see something changing in the office or anywhere. Praise the Lord. So she heard, she came. And then when she came, what did she do? She touched. Okay. Praise the Lord. 
She touched the hem of his garment. Let's jump to 29. And when she touched, what happened? The Bible says, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. For she felt in her body that she was healed. So we can say this thing works. Praise the Lord. It works. She heard, she came, she touched, and she felt. It works. It works. Let's look at this text and see what actually works. If you, you know, are an English student, you will know that the beginning of verse 28 gives us a because. The word for is a synonym for because, isn't it? It says, for she said. For she what? For she said. It means that what we see happening is the result of what she said. Now come with me to Mark 11. Mark eleven twenty three. when Jesus, 22 says, our Lord Jesus said to them, have faith in God. Then in 23, Jesus says to them, for I surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have what? He will have whatever he says. So we see that being put in practice by this woman. She said when she heard, she had not gone, but she said. Now let's look at the way some other translations did it for us. Amplified says, she kept saying, she kept saying, she kept saying, she kept saying. What was she saying? She was saying, if I can make it to touch the hem of his garment, I will be what? I'll be healed of 12 years of the issue of blood. She kept saying it to herself. I believe why she kept saying it was that, The first time she said it, she must have heard voices laughing at her. Crazy. This thing has affected your head. I think it was uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes. The wife said that when they got married, that the husband, you know, was, there was a time he was called one suit T.D. Jakes. How many of us know? So, but they were poor. But the, the man kept telling her, he said, honey, I will take you places. Honey, I will take you places. Honey, I'll take you places. He kept saying it. And, you know, if you know the woman, I think the woman is, you know, a wasaru. You know the one that is wasaru? She'll just, you know, it's not, if, I'm sure there are some women that the husband say, honey, I'll take you places. He say, pay rent first. I jog and pay school fees. Take me where? Take me, need, take me. Call. You are looking for who to put to sleep. Solve the problem. You know, but if you know the woman, she's just a chilly person. No, she doesn't have issues. You know, it's good. So he kept saying that, but isn't he taking our places? This woman said, if I touch the hem of his arm, I'll be healed. And then some voice will say to her, all the while you've not been healed when you paid, when they did operation, when they did this, when they, it's touching that will heal you. But she kept saying, she kept saying, she kept saying. Another one says, message says she thought or she was thinking. NLT and ERV, they brought it that she was thinking to herself, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. If I can touch, I will be healed. Now, all of that, all of that added to her to take an action. And that action was what we saw the Bible say, when she touched, she felt. So her thinking was what brought about her experience. Child of God, what have you been thinking? 
Because what you're thinking and saying is going to result in an what? In an experience. Simply why? Because he said, know ye not that ye are gods. Don't you know I've involved you in this? Now, the beauty of this passage for you and I, to challenge you and I, is that Jesus did not say to her, you are healed. The Bible makes us understand, accidentally, it says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with what? The Holy Ghost and with power. So the Holy Ghost and the power of God was in Jesus. Even though Jesus had a multitude around, if anybody came with faith, praise the Lord. You see, the way it is, is it's, you know, recently they were working in my house and the AC that was supposed to be off, you know, was leaking current here. Somebody touched it and it shocked the person. Now, what is that? It means power was there. The AC was not programmed to be working, but power was resident in it. If you touch it anyhow, what will happen? The power will be released. It says this woman touched and experienced exactly what she thought. Why? Jesus was representing God. But this woman also was representing man whom God had given dominion over the face of the earth. So when she came with her faith, God said, according to section 1, Verse 26, 27, and 20 of the scriptures. This woman has right to take healing. Jesus find out later. Are you getting what I'm saying? She said it and when it happened, the Bible said power. Power. And the scriptures was careful to tell us power. Jesus felt power. So that it wouldn't be that her mind healed her. We're not talking about psychology or hypnosis or some imagination. You know, where people use wire and do some things. You know, people come, they are healed and they go, the sickness is multiplied. No, it says power went out. Because this is a principle of the word of God. What you say in faith, God has already backed it up. Not that he will back it up. God will back it up in the name of Jesus Christ. Because that passage in Mark 11 says, you will have whatever you see. Now the watch word there is, is this. When you look at that passage, it says he will have whatever he says. Not what he said. Whatever he says is singular or plural. Says there is what? Singular? No. It's plural. So it is a sum total of what she was saying. That's why I think Amplified says she kept saying. Because if anybody tells you that there are no moments of doubt, they'll be lying to you. But the confession of faith must drown the voices of doubt. As long as we're in the flesh, some voices will come and tell you, it's 4 a.m. now, or it's already Friday. That's why the Bible says of Abraham, it says, who contrary to hope, in hope what? believed. Doubts will come. The enemy will show you pictures like we said on Wednesday. He will show you pictures. He will tell you, he will tell you of occurrences. He will tell you of people who believe that nothing happened. Listen, this thing, don't take it too much. Leave those preachers that just come there and gyrate. You know, and just shake and confuse. He said, leave them alone. There will be doubts. That is where you fight the fight. The Bible says she kept saying she kept saying, she kept saying, she kept saying. The way this works for me, many years ago, 
The way this works for me is that many years ago, the Lord said to me, what's your name? I said, this man. He said, if you walked into a public place and somebody was behind you and was calling, you know, Johnson, 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 will you say your name? After a while, you might feel this person might think I'm Johnson. So what will you do? You will turn to the person and say to the person, sorry, I am not what? It will not make me answer Johnson. His persistence might get my attention. But the normal reaction is that I don't even turn. That is what the fight of faith is. Sometimes the enemy will put that you might need to turn around and sit him down. And tell him that I know whom I have what? Believed. And I'm persuaded that that which I've committed into his hands, he's able to perform it. You address him. So stop calling me Johnson. My name is not, I am healed, I'm prosperous, I'm a believer. Why is the, it's very important? Because you know that from the time you were born, you may have had nicknames and guy names, but you know Johnson is not what? Your name, it's not your name. Praise the Lord. Now why you do that is this. For the Christian, you come to the word of God. What does the word of God say? It becomes your foundation. Let, let me talk a bit about our marriage today because of the faithfulness of God. Before I got married, I've said this story everywhere and I say it again, someone might need to hear it. Before I got married, I had a desire. I don't know whether I'll call it faith. But I said, I have many older brothers who had seen their marriages and the way they were. I said, I want when I get married to just stick with my wife. I get in what I'm saying. I want when I get married to just love my wife to, you know, to just be with my wife, forsaking all other women. So I set out to marry a wife that I will marry and be able to forsake other women. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You know? Now, 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 praise the Lord. Now, what, what I'm trying to say, I'm going somewhere. The success is not because I can do it. It's because it was a desire that was settled before the beginning. Now, some of us have said to ourselves, even in my Christian faith, I believe that with God, excellence is possible because he said so. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some people read the Bible and they want to tell you how many times he can fail. But I read the Bible, I see Joseph. How many times did he fail? I read the Bible, I see Daniel. I was reading the other day about Daniel. The Bible says they tried by any means to see how they can fault him. They could find nothing. Only with the law of his God. That means Daniel was fine. It didn't mean Daniel was perfect. But it meant he was blameless. Praise the Lord. But the same Daniel praying for the nation. Confessed the sins. That is the balance we see there. It doesn't mean it can nice perfect. But it means I believe that the word of God is doable. But for somebody to start his Christian journey. And decide that what are they saying? Man no be wood. I go commit, I go commit, God go forgive me. You see, what you have settled down is for mediocrity and high risk. If it were a journey where there was no enemy, I will wish you well. But with the type of enemy we have on this journey, he's the devil. The Bible called him old. The Bible called him wise. If you watch Animal Planet, see the way snake catches squirrel. You'll see that the thing has sense. It will just be doing as if he's not seeing him. The squirrel is going to just be going sideways. Be, 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 be. Then, <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? He's the serpent. You think you're getting away. Ah, I get up, I confess, I repent, and the blood washes me and go. There are people that never got up. I don't know, the thing has increased these days. Is it Viagra that is causing it or what? Or Tramadol? 
Some people never get up. Some people never make it to the time where I understand we have an enemy. Praise the Lord. So this woman, this woman was saying something. And the beauty for that, the connection for you and I is that what she was saying here, there's nothing in her background that should give her an advantage or ability to say that, that can't give you what to say. I get it what I'm saying. For me, what I'm trying to tell you is this. Thank God for salvation. I was really bad. Do you understand? It was bad. It was, it got to the point where it was challenged. They say, okay, ah, oh boy, try that one. I say two weeks. Some I say one week. That's how bad it was. I said, I don't want to live this life. I wasn't born again. I don't want to live this life. How can you come in? Those are some of the things I'm talking about what you're saying. So today, you must say some things before I leave you today. You must say, I will never beat my wife. These hands, they're not for beating her. If I was looking for who to beat, I was in Paris confraternity. We would, we, you go and find Bukaniya people or Aye people or, and beat them. You don't go and take a woman, a young girl from her parents' house to take care of her. And then one boat of you in the house. In the night, you start bringing out punch. I asked somebody the other day. I said, I said, somebody, I was asking a young man the other day. I said, how many times have you beat Mopo? He said, no. I, I said, how many times have you been at the club or pub or wherever? And started a fight. He said, no. I said, you can see it's the devil. Men, can you see it's the devil? Because if you are really a fighter, I know somebody who was really a fighter. This person could fight anybody at any time. You know, he was, they drove him from NDA. He was in NDA. They drove him for fighting. So he's such a person, all I say, don't marry him. Because he's a fighter. But the type that you don't fight men, is only your wife you fight. That one, we should bring you to church, tie you and cane you, governor, general. That's what we should be doing with some men. If we just ask you, beat your wife, say, okay, no problem. How many people have you beaten before? How many conductors? How many of those uh, people who jump in front of you? How many VIO people have you beaten? How m- and none. We'll say, okay, let's drive out the demon. Do you understand what I'm saying? I said, I will not. Now, it doesn't, I, I want you to get, are you getting the principle? What she said was the strength. And stock is cheap, isn't it? Stock is cheap. So you can decide as a young man, as a young woman, I will keep myself pure until I marry. Yes, you can say that. By the word of God, you can say that. You can say these hands will not touch evil money. You can say that. You can say that. That is faith. You can say this, my body will honor God alone. It doesn't mean that challenges won't come. The mercy of God is that even when they come, that's why, I, you know, I love the Bible. When I, I was meditating on Daniel, the Spirit of God said, but do you know Daniel confessed his sins? It meant that wherever he was weak, God now covered him. But the one that you will do and then they'll be arguing, say, ah, no, is this or that. That means you've gone to the extent where they're trying to see if they can buffet your body so that your soul can be saved. But at that time, you have messed up the testimony of the Christians and the church. Let's bow our heads. It's time to speak. It's time to say. Somebody's marriage can become new today. Somebody's business can become new today. Yes, it's a wonder that somebody will ask you, can I get a plumber? Many of us have dealt with plumbers. Some of us have dealt with plumbers from 20 years ago. Can I get a carpenter? Can I get a tailor? Can I get this or that? Can't you be that one that if somebody deals with you for once, if somebody deals with you for once, they will never forget. They will say they encountered a Christian. Lord, I want to be your witness. 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 
Let me be somebody that people's monies can be safe with me. Let me be somebody that people's stories can be safe with me. Let me be, you see, I want you to take your faith to God. Is it concerning healing? I want you to tell the Lord, you are the greatest. If you don't heal me, who else can heal me? Besides, I can't even say that because you have already healed me. For with your stripes, I'm already healed. So today, I will claim your healing. Why should I fear when I have God? That's what the songwriter says. Why should I be afraid when I have you? I want you to talk to God. You look at the future that is ahead of you and it's so threatening. You don't know how you're going to make it. I want you to open up your mouth and say, God will keep me. God will help me. The Lord God will be my shield. He'll be to me my son. He'll be to me the glory and the lifter of my head. This journey is not easy. But with God it is possible. I want you to agree with God. I will not be unfaithful in my finances. You're a church member. You're a Christian. And you were following daddy freeze. To insult. Tight is not compulsory. Tight will not take you to heaven. There will be many titers in hell. There will be also many non-titers in heaven. The thief was in, he made it to heaven. He never paid tithe. It's not about it. But if you love the Lord and you love his work, you will give beyond tithe. You will give over and beyond tithe. You will give to the work and you give to the people of God. So why will I spend money on vacation? Spend money on so many things. And then when it comes to the giving of God, that's where I raise objections. Lord, heal my heart. Heal my heart. I don't know the particular issue that you are facing now. But you can ask the Lord... I want to be a vessel you walk through. I want, to be a I want to be your witness. I want to be a wonder. I want to be an answer. I want to be an example. Come breathe in me. All my life. Take it over. Come Lord. Come Lord. Come Lord. I surrender this life to you. I surrender this situation to you. Twelve years was what it was. But one day it changed. Yours might be more than 12 years. Come, 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 come. Ask the Lord to come. Change my financial testimony. They had laughed at me. Lord, let them tell, talk about me. You are a good God. You are a good God. You are a good God. Some of us, you, you might need to write it down. On this day, August the 23, I make this declaration. By the mercy of God, by the grace of God, by the power of God, by the anointing of the Lord, Jesus and I, we will do this. Jesus and I, we can do this together with him, together with Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, will bless you. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.